What is FICA all about? Sure. Well, the Financial Intelligence Centre Act, you know, was uh, introduced by government um, to combat fi- uh, money laundering um, and fina- um, terrorist finance ac- uh, financing activities, corruption, uh, tax evasion, you know, crimes along those lines. And it, 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 it's essential and important because every financial institution, irrespective of whether they're banks or whether they're anybody else dealing with financial services, needs to know exactly who it is that they're doing business with. Criminal organizations and syndicates, uh, you know, want to get their hands on cash. That's the main purpose for criminal activity most often. And often these, and more often than not, the money is moved through bank accounts. And in order for for, for governments and for, for law enforcement uh, to be able to deal with this, they need to know whose accounts these monies are going through, as an example. And it is the, the Act Im- imposes obligations on financial institutions, and particularly in, in our case, banks, uh, to ensure that they know who they're doing business with. They need to know uh, the identities of their clients. They need to know where their clients are residing. They need to know a little more about their clients, which will uh, give them um, the ability to implement and to abide by the Act. Uh, in terms of monitoring suspicious transactions, unusual transactions. I mean, these are all vitally important. So, you know, FICA came into into effect uh, in 2003, and the banks went through a process of having their customers come in and, and be FICA'd. How many but, of know, us are... Just are about how many of us are still FICA, you know, non-compliant at this stage? Well, you know, it's not about, about people having been FICA'd once and that that's the end of it. Unfortunately, it is an ongoing process because every time any circumstances changes of a bank client, and examples are your your, your contact details change, your address changes, your, your you, you change jobs, your financial circumstances change, you're supposed to notify your client all the time. And if your client picks up anything and they find that, you know, a, a particular document of client may not no longer be relevant or needs to be updated, they will then also contact their, their client and say, come in and, and you know, provide this additional documentation or re-verify this particular thing. They have an obligation to constantly check and to know they need to have controls in place to ensure that they know who it is that they're dealing with. So uh, it is an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, sort of rules that say, you know, you speak at once a year or once every three years, and unlike with your driver's license. So, Kalyani, I mean... Go uh, and update it, yeah. Mm, I mean, aside from bringing a blood sample in, in into a bank in order to verify <laughs> our details, I mean, what, what, what actual yes, documentation yes. do we need... Realizing well, well, that South Africans kind of hate being in banks as well. We, we don't really like you. Sure, queues. sure, sure. No, but, you know, I mean, it, it's unfortunate that this has to happen. But, you know, again, again, the important thing is that criminals are forcing us to behave this way. But let me just quickly tell you, some of the documents are the basic documents that are required, like, you know, authentic and, and, and uh, lawful identity documents, South African uh, identity documents. So, you know, either the identity book itself or the smart card, which is now introduced as well. And the bank clients need to take that in. They need to also have certified copies. If they don't, I'm sure the bank will make a copy for them, but they need to go in in person with that with that document. They need to have proof. Hi. Hi. They need to hi, have proof yes. 
they, they they need to have proof of the of the uh, of the address or the residential address, and this they can do by bringing a utilities bill or any other kind of document that would be verifying their address, mm-hmm. which will be acceptable to the bank, and they can run this by their bank as well. Kalyani, but I think the important thing, mm-hmm. yeah, importantly, just very quickly, mm-hmm. is that some banks will have additional requirements because it depends on how they're managing risk as well, and so they can require additional documents, but they will advise their clients as to what's required. Now, where does the obligation rest? On, on me as the client to check if I'm FICO compliant or on the bank to check if I'm doing my right, if I'm processing these documents? I think I think now the important thing is it's, it's actually a dual responsibility, but for now, and the way a bank customer can deal with it the best way is contact your bank if you are, if you, if you've not updated your bank with your current contact details. That's the first thing to do. If you suspect that your bank may not have your current contact details, you need to urgently contact your bank either via the call center or your relationship manager and update your contact details. The rest of it will be up to the bank. The bank is going through this post process of auditing all of their clients. If they find that a particular client is not seeker compliant or something has changed and they require further verification, the bank will send a communication to their client to say, please come in, we need to go through the seeker process with you and they'll tell you by when you need to come in. Our uh, 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 appeal to bank customers is, update your contact details if it's not if you believe it's not updated mm-hmm. or you uh, think it's not do it either way wait for this communication from your bank and when you do get it very importantly respond as quick as possible customers should not mix this up with phishing communications where people and perpetrators may want to use this call that we're making to bank customers uh, you want to use this platform to commit crimes as well we're saying don't provide information via this communication that you're receiving. The bank mm-hmm. will say, come in and do this. Don't click on links. Don't provide banking information. Don't provide your bank account numbers, PIN codes, passwords, or anything, mm-hmm. because you won't be asked to do that. You'll be asked to come in if the bank needs to verify. And when you ask to come in, they'll tell you what's required. Make sure that you go in and do it, because if you don't, unfortunately, as a last resort, and the banks are actually forced to do this, they would freeze those accounts because they actually uh, want to comply, and if they can't, they're going to do this because they actually stand subject to being imposed with further serious fines as well. Kalyani, before we let you go, we, we are running out of time, so very briefly, if you can. I mean, what's, what's the purpose of all of it? Does, does this information then get handed over to state security, to the NIA? I mean, does it have any connection to that? Not at all. This information actually stays with your bank so that the bank actually knows who it is that they're doing business with. But when an investigation needs to be done, if there's any suspicious transaction and an investigation needs to be done, whether via the Financial Intelligence Center, whether via a referral from the South African Reserve Bank, or uh, you know, eventually it will go to law enforcement. But when these investigations are done, it then enables the investigators, whether forensic or normal financial investigation, to be able to have access to information about who the people are or whose account this is, whether it's an organization, whether it's a business, whether it's a trust. Everybody has to be seeked so that the current and updated information is available mm-hmm. that will allow uh, uh, investigations to be conducted, will allow transparency also uh, and will 
obviously also provide a deterrent to let people know that South Africa is not going to allow their banking systems to be compromised in any way or allowed to be exploited, or, or their customers for that matter.